Once again, we are back. Hello, everyone. We're on another trip to Nintendo Land. Choo-choo. It's our twentieth trip, Alex O'Neill, my my partner. Wow. I'm here. That's right. We need we need to look into it and see if we can start getting into some rewards program for our for all of our trips <laughs> we've taken. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah, we gotta Nintendo. start cashing those yeah, platinum points. We get some platinum <laughs> points. So we gotta get something. We gotta get a free a free ride here or something. Um, hopefully, we'll call here. up Doug. That's right. See what Dougie's got for us. Yeah. You know, he's like, we stop tweeting about big Lego Bowser. And hook us up with some <laughs> platinum points, Doug Bowser, is what I want to say. Um, but, hell, but no, hello everyone. Um, thank you for again for hanging out with us. This is our monthly uh, Rational Passions podcast of about all things Nintendo, news, and video games, what we've been playing on Nintendo Switch, games that are adjacent to Nintendo Switch that you can play, but maybe necessarily we're not always playing. But hey, we're, we're if it's if it's around the... Nintendo Spectrum word. We'll talk about it here. Um, July was once again an inter- interesting month for Nintendo, I would say. It's once again a... Uh, they kind of have been in this state of trickling out news rather than kind of having their big bombastic direct. Obviously, June, um, they did not do their big summer direct. June, they followed that up with also still not doing any kind of uh, bigger news uh, direct um, but they still dropped plenty of smaller news and announcements kind of via social media over the month. And there's then there's some other stuff, too, that's uh, pretty relevant. And I think some stuff we're talking about. Um, so let's just get into the news. How about it? Let's just get right into it. I say. Yeah, that's what that's what we should do is have like a days since last direct counter, like all the other <laughs> yeah. angry nerds on the Internet. But yeah, it's been this long. Days since Nintendo betrayed me. Betrayed me for not having my news, my concentrated news filtered to me. How dare you make me look at your Twitter account, Nintendo, (laughs) for news? How dare you? How dare you talk about Bayonetta in a tweet, you monsters? (laughs) That's that's right. Speaking of our wonderful uh, witch, Umbral Witch. Uh, we got another, we got Bayonetta 3 dated, and it is this year. Everyone can uh, breathe a sigh of relief. It was not delayed to next year, which I think some people were maybe uh, fearing a little bit, potentially. But no. Sure. October 28th of this uh, yeah. year, Bayonetta 3 is coming to Nintendo Switch. And that's pretty exciting, I think. Um, it's, it's Yeah, a- that's great. That's a great time for Bayonetta. Yeah. Uh, I think what Bayonetta two when that came out came out in February, which I guess is like the new hot window for single player video games uh, nowadays. But uh, yeah, I had been saying that this felt like it could totally be like December, early December. But I think this this works even better for Bayonetta. So yeah, uh, yeah we're I, stoked. I definitely I definitely agree with that. I think it's a good time slot for it because like I've Nintendo has like their. Like I would say, one big game being Pokemon Scarlet Violet in November, um, and I think people are still like not obviously not everyone's a big Pokemon fan, and not everyone's necessarily been feeling the more recent ones. But I would still consider that a game that is going to sell stupidly well, and probably they are they probably hedged a lot of their winter sales and things like that, and business operations among that 
Um, but Bayonetta being right before that is really good, even though like there are a lot of non-Nintendo games coming out in October. I think that like that's been filling up more and more to a lot of people's surprise that I've I've seen. But um, I still think it's a good um, window for that because the only other October game, I think, big Switch game is Mario plus Rabbids. And those are yeah. very two different games. Yeah. So, so I think they can kind of fill different audiences and different groups. Um, but even for, but, but also for somebody like me, I'll probably get both of those. Cause I'm, I'm pretty excited. Um, I've not, yeah. I've not played ba- any Bayonetta games that, that have been released on switch yet. So it'll be a cool, like just kind of jump back in and be like, I have no idea what's going on, but it's going to be fun. That's, that's like, that's kind of where I'm at, uh, for Bayonetta. Yeah. That- that's the nice thing about Bayonetta is like Nintendo does not have any other adult <laughs> video games really yeah. at all. Right. Uh, so like they don't really have it doesn't compete with any of their other franchises yeah. per se. It is kind of a league of its own. It's like the only, at least uh, you know, outside of the odd Mad World <laughs> type game that happens every now and again. It's like the only M-rated game that they've like consistently published that yeah. I can think of. Um, yeah, I mean, people are stoked. They they had that trailer went out, which is a very good trailer. Um, introduced some new characters. Uh, there's already very much implying that there's more than one bayonetta in this game, which is like, you know what? Yeah, f it. Go for it. Every, every, everyone <laughs> loves having those multiverses. Multiverses yeah. nowadays. So, <laughs> multiverses. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, nowadays, in in their uh, in their stuff, so. Why not? Why not throw in a bayonet? Bayonet is like already over the top and ridiculous already. So like that 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 seems totally par for doing I weird mean, stuff like that. I'm in. The first game already had like a plot line where Bayonetta, as a child, was taken into the future, and then you interact yep. with her, and then she goes back to the past. So like they're already hard so precedent already for this kind of nonsense. Bizarre fighting gods and literal gods and like angels and demons and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's nothing. I don't think out of the realm of what Bayonetta has been already doing. Um, but, but yeah, out, outside of Bayonetta, I know we, we, we talked about it a little bit in the last episode, but now that we've had some like time to like gestate on it, say is how are you feeling about like kind of the rest of the year for Nintendo in general right now? Like in terms of like game, are there any like, I mean, you have some games you're looking for directly or maybe are there, as as that's been filling in, have you kind of been like, all right, maybe maybe this Nintendo's gonna have a good fall, or maybe I will check this game out, even though maybe I wasn't into it before. Is there anything kind of thing you're thinking about in that regard? It's funny, like you know, we had that talk of like last episode. Um, does Nintendo need to do a direct? Clearly, they've made their decision on that matter. <laughs> it yep. feels like it, at least uh, we still have like this weird ethereal. Metroid Prime remake, but that also could be a thing that's like being affected by COVID, and and maybe that's the reason they haven't announced it is like they need more time with it or something like that. Versus what people who were insiders heard last, like maybe it was going well and then they hit a hiccup or something. Um, and and that could also be a December game. Um, yeah, for because Nintendo does like to put out at least something in December. Um, yeah, I mean like. Ultimately, their year is fine. It'll be fine. I It is like one of those things where maybe they don't have a lot that speaks to me. Um, like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about the the new Rabbids game. I still have the old one and I haven't played it, right? I feel like I would want to play that first at the very least. Sure. Um, and there is just like some... 
there's like a weirdness of the new rabbit game of like maybe it just it doesn't feel like a huge leap uh, uh to me it looks fun but i feel like if you didn't really if you weren't into that first one then you know this one's not gonna pull you in yeah. um i am looking forward to pokemon though which is nice i'm i i am excited about like there's some rumors about some of the stuff mechanically that might be in that game that came out this week but yeah. you know not, not even ignoring those, just like the idea of this new Pokemon has me excited enough. Yeah. Um, but like Xenoblade's kind of like a miss on me, and I know you get that. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably I'm probably not going to play Bayonetta three, but I am thinking about playing Bay- Bayonetta one and two in the hopes of potentially playing Bayonetta three in the future. Nice. Um, and I, I'm trying to think. I guess what, what do they have coming out in September? Uh, Splatoon. Splatoon. Splatoon three. Yeah, that- it's September 9th, I believe. Yeah, I'll play Splatoon, but that's that's probably about it for me uh, outside of Pokemon. So, yeah, I don't know if if that Metroid Prime comes in and and kind of sweeps the leg at the end of the year, I'll be I'll be fine. But without yeah. that, I would just say there's not a lot for me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's totally fair. I'm kind of I'm kind of with you in that. Like, I'm I'm excited for some things, but I'm not like I'm not. I'm, I don't expect to be like blown away. Like, I'm I'm gonna pick up Splatoon three. I'm stoked for it, but I think it'll be a thing of like. Just how Splatoon 2 was kind of for me of I'm going to play it. I'm going to have a lot of fun with like the single player stuff and I'll play a little bit of multiplayer. Um, and hopefully hopefully the co-op stuff is a little bit better because that might get me to stick around a little longer so we can all play together and stuff. But I, yeah. see, I see myself maybe not sticking with that super long like I did 2 because I played so much of 1 that I was just kind of like, OK, yeah, I, I get it. It's still fun, but it's still more of that. Rabbits 2 has that potential, too. Like I, I was in, I was interested because they did, like it definitely was it seemed like there were a lot of things in that kind of gameplay reveal that were like hey this at least looks like they're putting in things like I wanted like adding like Mario more Mario characters into the combat stuff like Mario enemies and stuff like that's that seems cool and how they're incorporating that stuff and I want to see more of that um, but yeah there's definitely a potential of it being like yeah it's it's more of the same it's good but it's not like you know this the new upswell by any things and but like pretty much all the games that are coming out are like kind of sequels follow-ups in that vein so it, it, yeah, they'll, they'll, it'll, be, it'll be fun but like uh yeah nothing nothing is uh there's nothing there's nothing like there's not the one big thing obviously that we that says yeah we'll, we'll be next we're, year we're, hopefully we're missing that breath of the wild uh feel but I, yeah i i think like that game will probably be next year yeah it's it's like we'll know probably before the end of the year if that game is going to actually end up coming out in the first half of next year. That's my hope, at least. Yeah. Um, I, I I definitely get the feeling that like we have room for like a big September direct. Yes. Um, which re- reminds me of I think it was like 2019 when like they announced like Luigi's Mansion and stuff in that one September direct and the uh zelda remake the link's awakening remake and all that was like crazy unexpected i yeah. think we have room for something like that to happen uh but maybe for just sure. about like breath breath of the wild blowout and like we get a, a nice like three minute trailer of that that really goes into how that's going to look if that ends up coming out next spring which we'll see yeah we'll still we'll, we'll, still still in waiting mode for sure and yeah and there's definitely i'm i i'm in the realm of like i would like that fall direct just for surprises and for like an idea of where they're going because like we now we know kind of what this year looks like pretty much to um to pretty a strong degree like we don't really there's smaller things here and there but 
now now obviously now where it's like all right well now it's we're going into next year we know kind of one game and we don't know much else that's that yeah leaves a potential for some exciting announcements uh for sure um they, there was another um game reveal that happened uh via via twitter.com slash nintendo and that was kirby's dream buffet and that this this oh, looked, yeah. yeah i forgot about yeah. this completely yeah, happened. <laughs> you want to know it's even crazier because I, I was pulling the news for the episode earlier um and you can look on the youtube videos and it kind of blew my mind Bayon, the bayonetta release date trailer has about like 450 something thousand views at this video guess how many the kirby one has 1.9 million 1. i know because i'm looking million <laughs> what what that blew my mind. I was just like, why, "Why did this? Why did this like offshoot Kirby game get that many views?" Like, God, don't get me wrong. I like Kirby's a popular Nintendo franchise, but I just, that blew me away. And I guess maybe some I, of that has to do with like forgot. I know Forgotten Land was pretty well received earlier this year, and like yeah. it was a big game for them this year. And I think it's doing pretty well. So maybe it's just people are seeing Kirby again. They're like, "Oh," and that that was kind of surprising just to see this game that looks kind of just like. There's been a million of these like tiny offshoot Kirby games that have just been eShop only games. And this is what one of those where you're like like they're like you're like multi it's like a multiplayer, like you're like little Kirby's that are rolled up in balls and you're racing around like cakes and pastry levels and you're kinda like racing. It seems like some sort of like a racing kind of thing. Yeah. It's like um, Fall Guys kind of, you yeah, know. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of that too cuz it looks like yeah, you're kind of doing objectives while you're like racing through a course. Um, I'm going to I'm going to tell you why this this blew up. Go if you go if you pull up the video, I don't know if you can for the the people watching at home, mm-hmm. but if you go to the 17 second mark, the face that Kirby is making there is exactly why this blew up. Okay. <laughs> in my in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> it's got like that meme energy you know like of where people will just see a bit of it and like take it and roll with it you know what i mean that's that is what i think this game had in this trailer had. okay yeah i I see (laughs) because i remember later nintendo just tweeted this 17 second still image of kirby just kirby in cake looking stoked yeah (laughs) just just vibing the f out uh Yeah. yeah that's that's yeah that's probably that's probably a solid reason. Yeah, there's it got a lot of social media play. I'm I'm sitting here thinking because while we were talking about it, just in the back of my head, I'm I'm thinking like, man, you know, how does it? Nintendo obviously has their ups and downs. They struggle with certain things. They struggle with like, I think understanding exactly what people want from them. Also, yeah. But like, it's got to be frustrating when you have a game like Fire Emblem Three Houses, and then. Animal Crossing, which are like these things that people are very loudly talking about together, you know, like these very internet-y kind of games. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And and Bayonetta kind of has like some of that energy too. There's definitely like when that trailer came out, a lot of people were talking about Bayonetta. And Breath of the Wild obviously has, it's like you can kind of do anything any different number of ways. So there's like this, oh, this is how I did this. This is how I found this. Yeah. Um, there's like that share and response type deal. But like, you know, then then you get to like one of their regular games and it's like, you know, that it's clear that they want that kind of response. Like Fire Emblem Three Hopes, they want people to be, you know, tweeting about like all the yeah. their romances again. But they like there's just some part of it that maybe they just don't get. 
Um, I so I see them trying really hard to like make these memorable games that people want to talk about and stuff. But yeah, it's it's just so hit or miss, you know. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they definitely. I think yeah, they have a lot of. This Kirby trailer is a perfect example gauge, of that. Of like, of that. Yep. It just blew up, and they're like, "I we don't know why." Yeah, sure. <laughs> Who knows? We don't know. I guess yeah. More people like Kirby than we realize. We don't know. We like we don't know what we're doing. He yeah. looks cute in the cake, you know. I don't know. I guess that makes the kids happy. Yeah, that's that's all it takes. It's something something happy. Something happy. Go happy go lucky. Yeah, that's yeah. And at the end of the day, like that's that's gonna blow up. But I think like that game will just be, you know, it'll drop randomly on the eShop one day, and people will people will see it and be like, ah, okay, and then forget about it and play it once, and then and, never touch yeah, it again. Then, you know? Then, yeah. Month later. Oh yeah, that game came out. What? It could be a good group stream game, though. I'm looking yeah. at it like, hey, you know what? Yeah, it could, yeah, it could be yeah, fun for. Like, we could crush two hours with this and then yeah. never touch it again. Yeah, exactly. Some good, some good fodder for sure. Um, so that that's kind of the the games announced related announcements that we kind of got uh, this year. That this so far, like, there's a lot of the other things were smaller things, uh, which we can quickly watch. I'll, I'll do some quick shout outs here. Um, Daisy, Daisy, and Shy Guy are the first character post-launch characters added to Mario Strikers Battle League. So we got yeah. Daisy and Shy Guy, um, and uh, a new state, like it's like a new background stage. Yeah, um, and armor. There's like armor, armor that looks like uh, some hot knight's ge- armor some type hot, deal. Some hot gear. Yeah, that got added yeah. to Mario Strikers. That's a free, the first free update. They that that is out. Um, by the time like you know, this episode will be out, that is. In the game already, um, they, and they've revealed that there will be two more updates for the game uh, later this year. So I'm assuming it'll be more characters and some stages. So that's 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 nice. Um, I was, I think I think I'm. <laughs> this game's not been out for that long, but I think I've again like I talked about last episode. I'm not really being like, oh my god, I need to go jump back in right now. Yeah, I get that armor suit. Yeah, I get, get that knight armor. <laughs> Dad, oh my, yeah, my god. god! No, like I've, I think, I think, I think yeah. I was actually installing some other games to play um, soon. Like I actually, I got today we're recording this live, live, live came out, um, and I, I purchased it, but I have not started it yet. Um, and I think that once when I purchased that, I went and just deleted Fire Strikers for my Switch. Uh, that's where I'm at with that. But yeah, yeah that's cool. It's at least they're, they're free updates. Like it's. Goodbye, sweet prince. <laughs> yeah, there will be people. Yeah, strikers, strikers fans. Like the, you know, you, at least you're getting you're getting some something uh, here, and they, they gave you some they gave you a little roadmap. So that's that's nice. I'm sure there'll be people stoked about that. Um, what else did they they announced some um, Nintendo Switch Online games that were also that are also out now. The Pokemon Puzzle League, I think, was the big one for the N64. So that is on there. That's that's a really good get, I think, personally, because there's. That one's that one's fun, like a puzzle game, but it also has just like a bunch of Pokemon anime stuff in the game yeah. that you can just go and like revisit that weird nostalgic era of like it has all of the weird original music that was like made for that anime, like the Team Rockets Rocket Double Trouble. Like that's just like in that game. And, Top like, ten song. Absolutely yeah, incredible. It, it, like that game is just filled, <laughs> yeah, there's just that game just has that all that stuff in there. So I think it's very funny that that game is just now on Nintendo Switch Online, like this all the weird anime-related Pokemon stuff that's not really, like, ever referenced in games is now on there. Yeah. 
that's definitely like a a deep cut too of like people really like that game the people that know about that game will vehemently defend that game i know because i never played it but i know people like i think brant range uh is like one of those people that i know it's like oh yeah oh i'll mess with some pokemon puzzle league yeah um but yeah it is that's a fun one for sure i i that's like a cool pick yeah that it was Uh, it was was a good one for sure that was I saw that, and then of course people people were a little were, were a little freaked out because they that if you remember they they tweeted this out and they replied tweet saying more games are coming to Nintendo Switch, uh, more Nintendo sixty four games are coming to this Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion pack. Stay tuned. Like like I guess people took that as like wait you you need to tell us that like you you aren't just gonna do that by default like you think you you think you were just gonna stop there you thought that's what you thought huh. Like I don't, I don't know. Like yeah, you know. they've got like three three games left. To be fair, yeah, so yeah. I don't, you know, yeah. There's like <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at too. Of like, there's like a couple games they could probably get on N64, like like and you know it's it'd be cool if they got the original Smash Brothers on there and if they cool yeah. if they got one of the, the the Mario parties on there. Like if they got, if they got those two on there, oh yeah, that would probably be enough for me to like probably actually because I still haven't upgraded to that expansion pack version yet. If they put those on there, that would probably maybe be enough for me to to push it over. Or or like I don't know if Pokemon Stadium is on there or not. Um, if Pokemon Stadium got it on is, there, I think, is it? Yeah. That's cool. Um, those those would be ones for sure. I would uh, want to boot up and check out again. Um, they just announced this the the, the day before this. Um, there were some SNES games and SNES games and NES games. Some more of those came on, and of course they older edition of like I don't even remember the names of these games because they were not really the ones people have been clamoring for for like months for Nintendo to put on there and you know they're held up for whatever reason um, uh, who knows what's going on with that um, but yeah again that sticks to that weird Nintendo Switch Online tradition of the the hit they they're they're hit they're they hit sometimes with some of these games and most of, but most of the times they miss <laughs> with these online most of the time the hits come pretty early after the the yes. platform goes up you know like you, yeah. you're gonna get like Paper Mario and Majora's Mask and Pokemon Snap early on, and then afterwards you're going to be getting like uh, I was going to make uh, what's the one the the little ninja looking kid? I was going to make Goemon. a joke about him being one of Goemon, but that that would be pretty that, hype. Actually, actually. Yeah, go, I was going to say go. I'd actually be pretty hype for Goemon. Would you? Would Goemon you like, would be the, the one. The one that would be like oh, okay. Now now they should they should have maybe picked some other ones first. Was would be like Quest sixty four or something like that. Like, yes, here's Quest yeah. or like Castlevania sixty four. It's like, like Ooh. Ooh, okay. Sure. <laughs> What if they put Superman 64 on there just <laughs> for the lulls? You yeah, know? just like, yeah, we know you hate this shit, but we're, here it is. Um, Rings! Yeah. We've updated the fun. draw distance by one meter. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would be that'd be something. Um, I think the last of the smaller um, Switch uh, Twitter announcements they made, um, which was once again a dumb people... Uh, riding the copium train of, or the hopium train, you could call it of <laughs> Switch Switch Pro, um, is because they literally um, they put down the or they like privated some Switch like uh, OLED and something trailers on their YouTube channel, and people went like, "Huh? Why? Why do they do that for their for their consoles? They got to be that must mean they're putting something new up, right? It's got to be in the Switch Pro. They're announcing it." Oh my god! And then we got a Splatoon 3 Switch OLED model coming out this fall. 
funky controllers. Yeah. Look yeah. forward to it. Yeah, and it's got some. I mean, I will. I will say the Joy Cons on that on that Switch Pro look cool because they're like a. Yeah, it looks like, great. Yeah, it's like a gradient, and they got the little Splatoon. Like that was the first one. I was like, oh, those are those are cool Joy Cons. If they sold those separately, I'd actually might buy those. But I don't know if I'd buy a whole Switch uh, for it per se. But once again, yeah, people losing their, yeah, looking too deep into things to. Try and hope that a Switch Pro gets announced, and of course it didn't get uh, announced. <laughs> it's it's one of those things, man, with the Switch Pro. Like clearly, I mean, it probably to some extent is still happening, in or like whatever that piece of hardware is is still they're working on it, and it, the pandemic probably hit and like totally threw everything into the garbage can. Like yeah. they probably had some kind of plan. There were so firm rumors, like they were probably they clearly had prototypes out there. But, you know, something happened. And the, the tough thing is we're never going to know. We're never yeah, going to hear, like, not. the true story. They'll just, like, no there will be, like, a super switch at some point, maybe next year or the year after. And then it'll be, like, you know, it'll just be out. We'll forget about all this. But, like, yeah. man, I would love to know what happened. Yeah, what was the, the beat by the beat? Proto, what, the when did, like, Nintendo switch. pull the plug, you know? Like, when did when they were, like, this they, isn't uh, going to happen they, this like, year. They, they, sh- they either... They shifted from doing a proper pro model to whatever that OLED thing was, right? Like mm-hmm. that's probably in some way, shape, or form was was going to be a switch was, was pro, be yeah. A pro, but then they change their minds, and maybe that thing still comes, or maybe they just wait, wait it out, and get a whole new switch. Yeah, once again, who knows what they're doing? Yeah. But it would be fascinating, yeah, to hear some in, more inside stories about that stuff. And yeah, Nintendo being Nintendo, will probably just never. Yeah, we'll never. They'll just put it out, and we'll all forget because things will look good again. And then yeah. in three years, they won't. Yeah. It's just the we we live in this cycle now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but that's that. Yeah, again, those are, those are kind of your game related news news mainly. Um, I think they're worth talking about. Generally speaking, that they tweeted out from their official accounts instead of. I think these would be things that you would typically see in a direct right, but now they're they're just kind of tweeting them out piecemeal, and you know it is what it is. I'm I I I'm totally fine with this this the only thing that's making me uh slightly feral is once again we've gone a full <laughs> month without any any kind of indication about when the next set of Mario Kart DLC tracks are coming. Yeah, now I, you're now you're like sleuthing. You're looking I'm, for stuff. Uh, yes, yeah. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm sleuthing. I I I'm I try and stay out of a, the uh, there's a, a Discord I joined. I think it's just like a Mario Kart Discord that and like every, you can go in there and just see some people just like you know it's it's you know it's the it's the the I, i'm blanking on the term for it but you know you just the the thing where like it's been so like it's it, it feels longer than it, the wait is, has because everyone is looking for those moments and be like oh this this happened so this means oh there was there was an ad there was an ad in japan the the, the in 7-elevens that were showing the mario kart dlc in 7-eleven ads like this like they did for <laughs> smash Brothers smash brothers dlc characters that means it's got to happen right now like then that was like three weeks ago when we haven't heard anything <laughs> or like we're in full like grinch leak territory yes, of like, like hysteria yes there are people that are just like it's hung. They're you're they're hungry. Like you can go, like it has become the Smash Brothers DLC moment of like you can go and you can go to those Nintendo of America announcements on their Twitter pages and just go into replies and just see people being like making memes of like here's Mario Kart DLC and it's like a you know it's like that meme of like the skeleton like way underwater when they're like <laughs> holding you know and there's just like all kinds of memes like that or just people just being super uh. fucking a holes. 
about like where's the DLC? You made me pay twenty five dollars for nothing, Nintendo. What the heck? Like you know, it's stupid crap like that. It's you know, unhinged it's, people. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's unhinged, and I'm just sitting here just being like, man, I just I, I want I want tracks. I'm excited for tracks. I'm I'm living off of Mario Kart Tour like a sicko. That's because that's all. That's 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 my that's my drip feed. Um, but it's it's fine. Well, you know they'll they'll be here soon enough. Um, and I definitely want to still. I think we talked about when the DLC was first announced. Do some kind of either predictions or maybe even like rank. Do like a Mario Kart Eight track ranking yeah. list or something as the tracks come out. Um, we'll do that once once that DLC is finally actually here. Um, but that's that's kind of in the the world of uh, Nintendo we're at. There's there's two more things I want to chat about that aren't necessarily like they're Nintendo related, but not with like any game announcements or anything like that. But I think they're still pretty cool. Uh, and this first one here, I pulled an article from Kotaku, um, and that is Nintendo of Japan says it recognizes same sex marriages, even though Japan doesn't. So this is an article uh, from Luke Plunkett over on Kotaku. Um, I'm just going to read some of the uh, some some of it here. Nintendo issued an update on the company's corporate social responsibility initiatives yesterday, and while this is normally a pretty stale kind of thing to read through as a fan, this particular publication had one thing that stood out. As spotted by Go Nintendo in a section called Introduction of a Partnership System, Nintendo announced that as of March 2021, the company has had a policy whereby same-sex partners can enjoy the same benefits as employees in an opposite-sex marriage. That's a big deal. While there have been big att- there have been attempts at both a national and municipal level in recent years to change this, it was only a few weeks ago that Japan Corps upheld a national ban on same-sex marriages, ruling them unconstitutional. In, the, in a case held in Osaka and decided on June 20th, it was found that under the Constitution, the definition of marriage did not extend to partnerships between people of the same gender. Um, Nintendo's partnership system does everything it can to work around this, though as it states, um, and, yeah, and then it goes into the actual like code of conduct here. But it, but it basically, you know, it boils down to what we said before. They, Nintendo is being a, in terms of you know a Japanese company is being pretty extremely progressive in terms of actually you know they're respecting these same sex marriages and they, if you're in a same sex marriage and you work for Nintendo, you can still get all the benefits that you would if you and we're not and that's that's awesome i think yeah it's for sure and like you know probably a lot of culture shock for a lot of people uh less familiar with japanese law and stuff but yeah there's uh, yeah japan it's 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 real different over there yeah in in that regards absolutely yeah it's it's a real different uh beast over there that there a lot of people don't really like it or uh agree with those kind of things and it's 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 a bummer conservative if you wanted to like compare it to american culture but uh, correct slowly but surely i think they're they're moving forward you know yeah. it's just different yeah. place different people you know yeah and nintendo as a big as like a very big company in japan nowadays because of the success of you know switch and the games and stuff it's i think that's a pretty big deal so i think that's a cool out there kind of putting that way and i think it also helps obviously nintendo is like probably compared to some other japanese companies is much more global because obviously they have a lot of Stuff still out here in the U.S. and stuff in Europe, so like they do stuff globally, maybe more than some others. But still, I think it's great uh, that they're that the they're 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 okay with all that stuff and still providing uh, for their for their employees in that regard. It's cool. Yeah, it's good news. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the next the next news uh, tidbit I had, um, again, is not necessarily fully green game related, but I think um, has a lot of cool uh, think uh, potentials for the future of Nintendo, and that is they bought an animation studio. Uh, this is once again I grabbed this article from Kotaku. It's from John Walker. Um, Dynamo, Stu- Dynamo, Dynamo Studios, or Dynamo Studios, that's probably what it is, has worked on Death Stranding, Persona 5, and Metroid Other M. Um, Dynamo, Dynamo Studios was the studio that Nintendo has bought. Um, they're based in Tokyo, and this has been around for 30 years, providing CG work and motion capture for games and anime. It recently worked on motion capture for Persona 5, Near Replicant, and Death Stranding, while creating computer graphics for the likes of Ghost in the Shell, excuse me, SAC uh, Standalone Compacts 2045, and Studio Ghibli's Earwig and the Witch. They also did, years ago, those Pinkman shorts that were uh, made by Nintendo in the, in the, uh, um, on 3DS. But this is, this is pretty cool right now. They, they, they are being acquired by Nintendo fully, and they once the acquisition goes through, they won't be Dynamo Studios, but they'll be called Nintendo Pictures. Um, so what's what's kind of what's kind of your thoughts uh, hearing this, Alex? It's really interesting because, like, I I wonder if the, this is more for animation or if it's more for motion capture. Um, right. And obviously, the nice thing is that it can double as both. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like obviously, this is probably a place that Kojima used when doing this training for mocap, like. I imagine like a lot of like the canned animations and stuff like they probably mocapped at this place. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I mean, a it would be really interesting because obviously Nintendo is one of those places that have, as far as I know, never really done major motion capture for any of their games, right? Like, because like they kind of go for this animation vibe with everything, like from Breath of the Wild, which is like more like anime movie Studio Ghibli style to. Uh, Mario, which is obviously very cartoony and, and cartoon animated style. I wonder if they would want to do like, oh yeah, for Xenoblade 4 we're going to like do realistic people animations and mocap, like, or for Breath of the Wild, not Breath of the Wild 2, that game is probably kind of set with what it is, but the next Zelda game maybe we'll want to do mocap. Or if this is more like, hey, yeah, we're going to make like a a Mario show, you know, sure. uh, and we, yeah. we want to have our own studio in-house to to do that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's it's it's an interesting move that like it could mean so many things. But I think if I were to make a guess, it feels like this is someone to help them make a show or an animated series. Like that's the vibe I get. Yeah, I, I think I think it's like a little bit. It'll end up being a little bit of both, right? Because I because we know with like the Mario movie, right? They they partnered with Illumination, like a big yeah. a big you know already production studio that's already like has experience making big you know cg animated films and movies and stuff like that where this seems like dynamo is like not not to say they don't do a lot of good stuff because like all the stuff here sounds great that they've done like the cg work and animation and mocap work for a lot of these really big games and tv shows like that's still a lot of stuff like it does feel like it's maybe small scale like maybe they're looking more at like yeah Maybe this show doesn't do all of the animation, but they can support it, right? Like they can be kind of, maybe they maybe they have the studio to kind of make a lot of baseball stuff, and then they can also provide that to like other animation studios when they partner with like a Netflix or partner with some other 
place to like maybe potentially do like a small animated show or something like that or just like even stuff that's like here's you know they have how expensive were those smash brothers cd trailers over the years to make and like yeah, and like true. and like put them have studios like basically you know contract these studios to whatever cg companies to make those right like why not just now Nintendo can have all the control of the creation of those and, you know, have the, you know, have their own internal thing to make these for, for future games, for marketing and, you know, even in-game stuff, you know, potentially. So it seems, it seems just like a smart move by Nintendo to just be like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to just have our own internal animation, CG motion capture studio now stuff for going forward. Cause we can now, be Nintendo and have control of all this stuff because that's what we like um, historically. So that's that's the vibe I'm getting. Is like I don't think it's this. I don't think it's going to suddenly be like Nintendo Pictures is making a Zelda, you know, high budget film, and it might just be like, hey, these guys yeah, are no. helping make a smaller, helping support maybe making like a a small TV show or some animated series series that they're going to put on the internet somewhere, or just you know here's some help a studio to make like some cool trailers for our games and CG animation stuff for the games and stuff we do already. Yeah. That's a really good, good point about the smash trailers. I, I was looking at like who did them. I guess digital frontiers did the, uh, okay. The smash trailers before. And like, there's a director, which is a Japanese stu- uh, studio. There's a director there that worked with Sakurai, uh, Yohei something, um, specifically, but, yeah, that that is a good point. I I wonder like, there's a lot of potential with this. We haven't seen it. Nintendo, as you know, compared to every other big video game company right now, very rarely buys other studios in any capacity. You know, yeah. they bought like, uh, they bought the guys that made Luigi's Mansion relative like last year. They bought mm-hmm. a like a hardware like a building for hardware R and D earlier this year as well, right. and then they've bought the. Uh, this this studio dynamo pictures so i wonder you know i'm sure we'll know soon enough uh what the kind of dividends of this will be but it'd be great if like at some point all of nintendo's trailers got like way better (laughs) or something like that Yeah, all of a sudden it's like whoa here's this great cool cg trailers all all around um the one thing they should really do though Mm -hmm. is hashtag save dinosaur office (laughs) <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember? It's gonna, of course, I do. Of course. Bring back Dinosaur oh Office. God. No. Make it a full fledged. <coughs> go to Netflix. Be like, look at these two dinosaurs in this office. In this office. Oh, man, yes. We're, we're Actually, making, we're, we're, we're going. You need, yeah. some, need some help. You just lost like a million subscribers. Stranger Things ain't saving your ass. Dinosaur, dinosaur offices. <laughs> sign it. Oh. Sign it. Make I'd a deal it. with Capcom. Watch tie it into it. their their dinosaur rain game. <laughs> Get some dinosaur Make office it. skins in whatever the hell. <laughs> Dino Fury or whatever it's called. I forget. Yeah, I, f- I forgot what that was called too. The uh, what? Well, yeah, I don't even remember. It's not Dino Crisis, but. It's yeah. not Dino Crisis, is not what Dino I Dino Crisis dinosaur game from Capcom, um, but yeah, that's 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 all the news I got. Um, there's Exo Exo Primal, just Exo so Primal, right? <laughs> it is spoken into yeah. the air. 
Um, yeah, not, not much else in the news realm of Nintendo. There has been some leaking of some stuff going around. Like I think you talked about a little earlier of like the the Pokemon leak uh, season has begun in full effect, and we've you know this happens with every major new Pokemon release. Mainly, mainly when it's like a new generation, you have these. You have this flood of like people making fake leaks, and they're making like here's here's this here's this blurred Gaussian blurred image of like a like a like a little photo of this the evolution of that bird. Whoa, is it real? I don't know. And and ninety nine percent of the times it's not real. Um, and that's kind of happening. Like there's been this big leaker that's been going around, and he's been posting like all kinds of stuff that's like a pretty extensive uh, potential leak of like. He's talking about, you know, here's pictures of gym leaders in game. Here's pictures of some Pokemon that are once again very blurry on a TV screen. He's like yeah. taking images off a TV screen, photos of like a TV and like blurring it. And it's like, who knows if this stuff is real? Here's a bunch of like information about like, oh, this there's Pokemon that are like will have new forms, but they're like based on like there's Pokemon from the past for forms of Pokemon that w- what they would have been in the past. And there's Pokemon forms of what they would have been in the future, and those are how they kind of are differentiating the versions, which like they you can kind of like see like that in the gym, uh, not the gym leaders, but the professors they've already shown where like the lady professor kind of has more like a like a caveman looking outfit or cave lady looking outfit on, and the the the, the other professor the, the gentleman has like this like kind of like future tech like suit, yeah, so. so there's like there's a, there's a bunch of stuff going around like that and like it's always one of those things where like it's it just you know it, you hit a point where you're near Pokemon release and the, it's just this stuff get this stuff just is all over the place and you never know if like hey something could be legit something not there's just so many of it who even knows at this point so I like always just kind of turn my brain off at a lot of that stuff. Um, when do you um when do you think we're gonna get the the blowout? What are we uh, when are we getting the full? Um, I mean, I th- here's what this game's about. Here's what this game is about. I think I think you know sometime in August or even maybe September, I think we will get another Pokemon Direct that'll have like another kind of big information dump of some stuff. I think we might there might be like another trailer before that where we like maybe get like a couple more Pokemon revealed. Um, but they they usually they usually leave a lot of stuff like right before it comes out. Like that's usually when like you know usually like like a a week or two out before it drops, you'll get like the here this this you start seeing the evolutions of the starter Pokemon and seeing more like like what some of the more later interesting environments and you know I'm there's there's definitely potential to see some more stuff. Um, but I still think we might be um, it might be like more like August September we see that just because it's not out till November. So yeah, I wonder, I just like, I know it's unheard of, but could this Pokemon game get delayed or something, you know, or are we in that unprecedented of a time? Yeah, that's, that's definitely, that's definitely a good question. It's definitely never happened just because I think the games are on like such a rigid schedule compared to a lot of others because like it's Pokemon is just a giant, you know, uh, it's a huge brand. brand machine of like, unlike, you know, toys and cards and plushes and all kinds of other um not not even just necessarily directly related to the games like you know this all of that stuff comes with this release you know so i think you know they they are very big on that 
Um, yeah, Pokemon Company don't play. I'm for sure like those yeah. corporate overlords are like, we got to make some money yes, right now. Yes, this game, this game is coming out in November, and if, if, if even if it's not finished, then just make some DLC or something, whatever. Like, yeah, they're probably, they're probably, I, just, I think there'll still be DLC regardless of the state that game is in. But I think, yeah, I think it'll I be just, in November. Yeah, it, it probably will be. You know, I always, I always worry of like, yeah, maybe they're just gonna put it out and fix it later type deal. Yeah. Seems to be a, a, a some somewhat common mentality for a lot of games that are going to be successful nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I worry, but ultimately it'll probably be fine. I mean, it's Pokemon. The machine never stops. Yeah, uh, it's just sure. crazy. This will be you know the first year I can think of where Game Freak put out two separate games. Well, three technically. Yeah, yeah, um, no, right. It's, it's in pretty, a year. It's, it's pretty wild that we've gotten. We had Legends Arceus this year and. Um, we're having this game by this year, so I'm very, I'm definitely very curious of that crossover, and then that's of course is going to start its own discourse of like, did, what, what actually, what are they going to carry everything over from Legends Arceus, or was this these games maybe like developed in a way that maybe that's not as easily as it was? Who knows? Is there going to be another Legends game? Is there going to be another Let's Go game? Like, yeah, are like these just the kind of like go. one one offs, and is that fine with people, or you know, do they yeah. want more? I, People have been wanting like Let's Go Johto for a while, and I would play that game for sure. But right. I, you know, I wonder if like that's just a thing that they're going to end up doing, or if it's yeah. not. You know, yeah, definitely curious. I, I feel like we, I feel like we might get another Legends style game, just because that did like I don't I don't remember how well Let's Go sold. I think it did for, did well generally, but I know yeah Legends or this year like sold super well. It's hard, it's yeah. hard to figure out because it was like one of those things where I admittedly like once we got like I think like once a little bit of time got away it like completely I kind of completely blanked on it. But now that I'm like sitting here more recently. It was definitely in the in the top 10 NPDs like, for a while. That's right. Yeah. That game like I, I want to say it's like over 14 million was like the last number I heard. And even that was like a little while ago. So like it's probably like well beyond that. So like I think I think we'll end up seeing another one of those uh, for sure. Um, um, speaking of another leak that happened, um, Xenoblade three actually has leaked. And that is literally because, um, people, I guess some person took some, uh, uh, stuff out of a, out of a store, like actual copies of the game out of the store and sold them on eBay. And people have now like gotten in their hands on that eBay sellers of, I think it was like a lot of like 20, 25, 30 game, 30 copies of, Xenoblade 3 were taken from like before they were put out on store shelves wow. in the store and then they were sold um, and that's out that's out there I don't know if it's gone as far as like you know sometimes when people buy those they'll like dump the strip just dump the game on the internet and um, I'm it, sure it probably it, has it, it, at it, this it, point it, it might have by now but that definitely that happened and I saw some people tweeting about that being like hey this this happened if you're you know we're, again, we we you mentioned it earlier. We've mentioned it a few times in the podcast. We're we're not really the Xenoblade crowd, but you know, hey, if you are, worried about spoilers, be careful. Yeah, be careful of that because they're that, that sucks. The man. I feel like that that happens to Nintendo so much. Like Sma- that happened yeah, to Smash Brothers. Smash ha- happened to Smash. It happened as yeah, it's happened as some other things too. But yeah, for yeah. sure, that's definitely. It's it is weird. funny though because we're talking about leaks. Like you know, there's been this this week this week in video games controversy we've had to deal with all this like last of us part one stuff going on um and and that's obviously there are definitely 
something's going on with Naughty Dog when it comes to leaks. Like, I think somebody's like pretty malicious about that stuff. When it, maybe somebody specific, maybe a group of people. I, I'm not sure. Which is a big bummer. But like, you know, we we've talked about it for the last couple of episodes. There's this whole ass Fire Emblem game that is leaked that exists. <laughs> right, yes, yeah. <laughs> and like it 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 has and we've talked about it, right? Some people know about it, but it doesn't like get that same attention that like even the Xenoblade thing, like I hadn't heard of until you brought yeah. it up here. Yeah. Uh like it just doesn't get the same heat that like The Last of Us Part One gets. And I don't know, and that's that's definitely like perception and company and vibe and and all that stuff play are huge factors in that but like uh i don't know if like nintendo wants that energy i fear like that picking up on them like somebody really going after xenoblade and like putting stuff out in front of a lot of people it's more niche right but yeah i I just it's a lot of leaks going on right now people need to calm down yeah yeah for sure there's a lot, a lot of leaks happening, and like they they always kind of happen here and there. It's it's always hit or miss for me when that stuff happens, and like it is a thing you write. Like for me, for me, I kind of always glaze over that stuff to a certain extent because like, and granted, some of these are because like some of these games we you mentioned, I'm not like the biggest fan of or person who's gonna like be like playing a lot of those anyway. So that helps. Yeah. But even like when it's like a game like like Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, like I've. I've already I like went and looked at some of that stuff and it's like I don't, I don't know man like this be people just like make make stuff like this all the time like you like you said the Grinch leaks that happened years ago the like, Grinch leak like, <laughs> there were people who were so adamant that was that was that was legit and you know he's, that's you a know, story I want to hear man I want to meet the honestly, man that made that poster that poster <laughs> right yeah it's, yeah it's crazy to think about that kind of stuff that like it legit happened but it was all manufactured. And so, yeah, it's it's always that stuff is always like so weird, and I I I don't understand the idea of like being a person who like set all that stuff up to have like your like, and it feels like that you know at the end of the day it's just like a fifteen minutes of fame kind of thing, right? Of you had that leak happen and it was a big deal for like like a month and a half, and then it's just all not real, and then you're just, just you know, yeah, it, it's, it's, so it's it's wild, it's it's it's, it's weird stuff. Um, but yeah, leaks leaks aside, the news aside, that's uh that's been the month of July for Nintendo, um, Nintendo news and all that stuff. Um, but there has been some video games that have come out. Um, yeah, and I've we've been playing some stuff. I know you have. Um, you, I think you've been deep in it, deep in the monster hunting uh, realm. You, I yeah. talked about a little bit of the last episode, but now I think you've. You played a whole heck of a lot of Monster Hunter, so tell me about it. Yeah. I hadn't even, like, really gotten to Elgato, which is, like, the new location when we had played last, uh, or talked about mm-hmm. it last episode, so it, I was definitely, like, now, like, 60 hours later into <laughs> Monster <laughs> yeah. Hunter Rise Sunbreak. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I've, I've finished Sunbreak. I don't know. I've heard, like, similar to base Monster Hunter Rise, and I assume other Monster Hunters, uh, they're, you know, at, at some point you just, like, every mission you do your like level goes up and then like at, at big thresholds like all right once you hit master rank 50 you'll unlock a new monster to hunt and then yeah. after that once you hit master rank 100 you'll unlock like the last monster um to 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 fight right. um and it's funny like going through the master rank stuff you also upgrade your hunter rank which is like the base game leveling system and so i was able to finally go and see some like the very very end game 
last monsters that you would ever see in Rise, like the base game. There's some cool yeah. stuff in there that I had not nice. seen. Um, there's like a fire dragon that was like that literally does like the Radon move from Elden Ring. It goes up in oh, the air uh, and then turns into a, a meteor. Is it uh, Teostra? Teostra? Is that the guy? Or is Teostra is one of them. Is everyone? Because I, I uh, but that's that like a world. like a lion. Yeah, the Teostra is like a lion dragon guy. But uh, yeah, there's another one. It has like a very weird name sure. uh, that I'll I'll never be able to remember. But yeah, it's it's very <laughs> dragon. Like it looks like a very traditional fire dragon. Cool. Um, nice. And it's very cool. Um, but yeah, as far as Sunbreak is concerned, I've I've finished it. I've gone through all the kind of story to it. It's funny. Like there there's kind of three pillars of of Sunbreak, right? Like you've got these new like the single player quests are like these companion quests right where you can actually mm-hmm. bring npcs with you um and we we did a viewpoints of it so so people can kind of get like an idea of some of this stuff um those are generally single player but there will definitely be like regular hub quests that you can they'll somebody will tag along with and like you can still have four people plus the npc so it is like a full it's just a whole extra person in there which is really nice and when they faint like it doesn't count towards your your total faints and stuff like that um, that stuff is really cool, and and there's a lot of them, a lot more than I thought there would be, and like way, nice. like pretty much every Joe Schmo walking around the Monster Hunter town, you can just take with you on a hunt. <laughs> um, and what's cool is like they each have different weapons, so if like you're looking for something that's a little bit more complementary to what you do, um, you can kind of focus in on that. And then there are like the general um, buddy quests where you can just pick any of the people that you've done buddy quests with and, and take like a full party of NPCs with you, which is fun. Um, I think that's like a really cool idea. Uh, then there's the the main hub quests, which are just like the hub quests from any Monster Hunter where, you know, you can have a lobby and bring in some people. You can just randomly join other people, um, so on and so forth. Just go through the story. Eventually, new monsters will show up and they'll be a problem. Right. I talked about it last time. Like the story is is like, oh, you guys have been having this rampage every fifty years. We've been having craters show up every fifty yeah, years. Wild. <laughs> you know? At the same time, um, and you know, obviously, they kind of the stories end up tying together a little bit, as you would think from an expansion. Um, sure. And yeah, there's definitely it's it's definitely backloaded with new monsters. I was talking about beforehand how. You kind of just fighting some of the same old, same old monsters at the beginning, and that is definitely true. Um, but they they throw some wild cards at you. There's a lot of variants that are um, like a, a palette swap esque monster, but it's it's a lot more than just a palette swap, which I appreciate. Like there's this arachnid monster. It's just like this kind of rocky spider, mm-hmm. and then there's a fire version of it that they introduce in Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. And it has like these other like little fire spiders that it'll shoot it out. It has like oh, this God. big fire weave that it'll make of webs and stuff. Um, it has many different attacks and it has a lot of different like even physical characteristics. It looks pretty different. And most of the variants in uh, Sunbreak have that same kind of like, oh, like this is like it uses a different element. It, it looks different. It it behaves pretty differently. So they, they definitely go hard in on that stuff, which I appreciated. Uh, and then, you know, there's just the the new monsters. I will say, I you know, Monster Hunter fighting monsters is is sometimes it's pretty like kind of turn your brain off, like look for a thing, dodge, attack. But the Malzino, which is like the the 
the monster from uh, Sunbreak. Kind of like if if you'd played Rise, it's like Magna Mallow, which is like someone on the box, it's one they sold the amiibo of, you know. Right. <laughs> uh, Melzino is 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 that for Sunbreak, and that fight when you finally get to like that specific fight, it is like one of the craziest, most intense Monster Hunter fights I have ever done. Uh, it's very memorable. Like I was really surprised. It, like if if we were to rank best bosses for example, in a game of the year type situation, I would, I would go to bat for, for Malzino. It's definitely like, it feels like a unique fight with thin, different types of things that you have to think about. Like a, it like full on anime teleports, like it like closes its wings, twirls and then disappears. Uh, and will like pop out of its teleport at you very aggressively. And it will like very purposefully go for whoever has the lowest health. Uh, and it makes it a high stress situation right. <laughs> if like heel, heel, like we yeah I've had people like running full sprint like down an alley while it's chasing them we're all chasing the monster to try and like get that person enough time to heal um, <laughs> and stuff like like dynamic stuff like that doesn't always happen and it, it you can get stuff like that in in Monster Hunter for sure but it was the most that I had seen and like every time like I had to try it like five or six times because you we were just fainting too much. And every time it felt like a little bit different or a little bit more intense in one way or another. So they, there's definitely payoff for some of those fights. Um, and there are some things after it that are pretty good. Like the big kind of final monster type deal is, you know, it's fine. It's sure. not the one that you're coming to the game for. Uh, but yeah, Malzino lived up to the hype, which I was I was very pleasantly surprised by. Um, there's a lot of new status effects and, and stuff that are introduced with the monsters too, like uh, this like bloodborne mechanic gets introduced where if you're like infected by Malzino, you can only recover eight health if you attack the monster. So you're like regening health by attacking the monster, uh, which is very bloodborne. It is a very cool yeah. uh, way to, to kind of keep you aggressive in a fight that is already very intense and aggressive. So um, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff that they added. I think it's definitely pretty grindy. I, I have not, I didn't play um, Iceborne. I think was the the world expansion. So it's it's hard to have like a point of reference for what a Monster Hunter expansion. Like I don't know what try was to try Ultimate, right? Like I don't yeah. necessarily have a good frame of reference for what like is a substantial amount to be added, but. I definitely like had a great time going through. There's like two new areas and they have a ton of like little secrets in them. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of new materials. There's new ways to interact with all of the old systems like the Argosy and the, the cat, the meow scenarios, uh, <laughs> your, your cats that you could send to collect items for you and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I was very, it was nice to, to kind of get back into rise again. I don't know. I want to kind of like, hit that master rank 100 but i'm like 36 right now and that's oh that just seems like a lot of hunts between yeah. now and then um and I, a lot yeah it's a lot uh i've gotten like my my leveled up like melzino armor set that i'm pretty happy with i don't necessarily think i need another one i'm sure you know as things get harder i might want one for for better resistances and whatnot but yeah i i'm really pleasantly surprised it's my first rodeo with monster hunter expansion and and i had a great time with it uh it definitely there's a lot of bang for your buck in there so if, if you're willing to fight 
some of the old monsters again, you'll get to some really great uh, new fights. Um, and I'm I'm curious. Like a lot of people complain about the the updates that they put out for Rise as a base game. Uh, they have like a, a pretty good schedule laid out for um, Sunbreak specifically. So I, I I definitely think I will show up to fight like the new monsters as they show up, um, which is exciting. Uh, but now that I've played just so much of it, it's like all right, I'm gonna take a break and and we'll see. Maybe I'll I'll come back to it at least mastering fifty or something. Uh, maybe not, but it's good. It is a great expansion. Uh, I do kind of wish that maybe they added like a new weapon or more like the the big mechanical thing is just like these new switch skills and and swapping them out and stuff which can be good but like i'm just i liked i found like my set of switch skills that i really like and then have just slight variations that i swap to so it it doesn't benefit me on like the charge blade as much as i would want but yeah maybe it it is more substantial for other weapons and whatnot so i'm not sure yeah it's been fun we we've been streaming it we streamed the last couple weeks we might do one more because uh, I think Jared is is close to like some of the end game stuff. So that'd be nice. fun for uh, to do some of those together. But uh, yeah, it's great. Shout out to to Sunbreak. It's definitely yeah. like Rise ended up being a sleeper hit for me last year. Of like, I played a lot when it came out, but then I played a lot more like four months later when nothing was coming out, and I was like, oh yeah, this is really 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 good. Yeah. Um, and this kind of refreshed me on that in a great way. It's a great game. Awesome, yeah. I'm I'm, cur- I'm I'm just curious. You know, like you said, there's more Sunbreak updates by through ne- through the rest of this year. I even I even think they said maybe some next year too. But I'm just curious. Like, yes. Where's is where's Monster Hunter going from here? I'm, I'm like, who knows if we'll see a World Two or maybe Sunbreak was and Rise were popping enough, and maybe they'll just keep making Switch Monster Hunters. Or I'm curious what they're gonna do next with with that series. Because obviously, yeah, I feel like make another one, like Monster Yeah, Monster. World World Two just seems like a no brainer because like World was, I don't know if it still is, but it was like the best selling Capcom game ever. You know, like yeah. it it did so very, very true, yeah. absurdly well that like I can't see them not going back to that brand. But I, you know, personally, I having played Rise. There is a lot of stuff that I would want to shift over to world, specifically like the Palamutes, but I think those right. are definitely going to be in Monster Hunter from here on out for sure. Um, I like the the like the bugs and the wire bugs and, and doing the the skills with them and all that. I would want that to carry over too, but that that seems of the things in Rise. It seems the the thing that's kind of like the hook of Rise specifically. Um, so. I would say they'll probably do a world two for next gen for Xbox series and, and for PS five and that'll add Palamutes and, and kind of get some of those things that are really, really great and rise out to everyone else. And then they'll probably just make a standalone switch PC game as well. And hopefully that, that one will have cross plays so, and cross progression or something because sure. yeah. I I looked at 35 minutes of Monster Hunter Rise gameplay at 60 FPS, and I had to turn it off because I was upset. <laughs> <laughs> I was too oh, personally man. offended. Uh, but boy, does that game! And then I went and played like a little bit of World because I didn't play Charge Blade then. I, I booted up, played 30 minute one hunt of Monster Hunter World with the Charge Blade, and I immediately deleted off my hard drive because I couldn't think about a game running that well. <laughs> ever again uh, um, yeah, just like, how and dare? again 
Rise looks great on Switch. It's just like yeah. once I once you know what that 60 FPS looks yeah. like, you just always want it. Yeah, you know, you, see, you can't go back. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah, that sounds cool as always. Um, one one day I'll, I'll uh, give Monster Hunter. I'll get back into it one day. Um, but I've been, I've been playing some stuff. Admittedly, admittedly, not too much, just because um, it's been a thing where. I, this this is this is somewhat of a tangent, not Nintendo tangent. Before I get into my games, but am I, mm-hmm. I, I've been having this thing where, or one, obviously we play a lot of Destiny two. I've been kind of breaking from that, even though I've been playing a lot during Solstice. I've been playing other, I'm playing a little bit of other just random stuff because I, um, and I'm having this that that weird dilemma that I'm sure like you you probably maybe you've experienced, maybe some other people experienced. So it's just video game uh, agnostic, I guess you could say or whatever, but. I'm playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And now, oh boy! And now <laughs> I, am, I will say I'm having an okay time with it. It's I'm yeah. It's it's not it's not bad by means, but it is what it is. You know, it's a, it's a map it's a map video game. I'm just you know it's a literally just I put podcasts or some videos on YouTube on, and I'm just like putting a marker on a, on a, on a on a marker on a map and walking over to a thing and be like, oh okay, I got a collectible, whatever. It's like it's it's nothing yep. it's nothing crazy. But now I am like. 40 to 50 hours into the game still yeah. probably a lot to go but yep. like but like it's 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 one of those things where like i'm deep enough in that i put so much time into it like i want to finish it I, or i want i want to mm. like get through it right i want to i want to have like i've invested this time in this i want to see it through and like that's happened to me with plenty of video games and so that's been like halting but that's like at the same time like having that free time to play games and also like juggling now a job where i'm going back and forth from an office but also home sometimes i'm like figuring out my schedules and life in general it's been like harder to like jump into some other games and just start playing stuff when i want to just like try and finish this stupid big thing i started um so that's been happening to me recently with and that's why i like i've there's a lot of games i've been playing um that there are that are on switch and i and i want to come definitely go back to you and play some more of and get through um it's just just that stupid game is uh, taking up my time more than so there are things namely <laughs> that being uh, Klonoa fantasy reverie or it's yeah fantasy reverie series this is a the remake yes. collection of Klonoa one and two it is out on everything on Nintendo switch i'm i'm playing it on ps5 but um here Here we go, Mike's stepping away here. Coming back. Got that physical edition on Switch. Loving it, yeah. loving it. I imported, because the physical copies oh. of this game are not being sold in the U.S. for some reason. So I, this, oh. is, this is from the U.S., as you can see, the hot Peggy 7 on the back. Nice. So I had to import Thanks. import the Klonoa physical copy of the Switch version of Klonoa Fantasy Trophy Series. So I did. I am playing it on PS5, though, at the moment. That's where I've already played it. You can actually go see there's a viewpoints of me and Quinn. Um, I played a couple levels of Klonoa 1 and started Klonoa 2 in that viewpoint. So you can see some a little bit of both games in that. And, um, yeah, it, it's great. It's I mean, it's both of those games updated with some nicer visuals. Um, there's there's not, like, there's not, like, a lot of, like, extra little things in there necessarily. It's just kind of, it's those two games. And you can replay them all. And you know, on on a modern console, some, with some definitely some nicer looking uh, visuals, 
Um, but it's nothing, it's nothing crazy. Like I would say like, you know, those, I feel like some of the remake stuff that's been kind of, uh, set the bars, like stuff like those, like crash remakes and Spyro remakes that kind of came out recently and kind of did like a big visual update. And a lot of other updates, this is maybe not on that level, but I would say like, it's still, sure. it's not, it's not a full priced game. It's only like, I think it's only like 40 bucks like those games as well. And, um, it's been, it's been nice to just play those games again. Um, for sure. Even though I've not played a whole, as much as I would have liked. Um, but that's, that's been, it's nice. Um, I definitely recommend Klonoa. It's a, it's a solid platformer experience. I'm tempted. It's, I, I've not, I played it when I was a kid and I, I like, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have a lot that I remember because I played with my brother as one of those kind of early games where I didn't play a lot cause I wasn't very good back then. Yeah. Um, but man, Klono is the first video game that ever made me cry. Uh, yeah. the, <laughs> yeah, the, ending, the ending, ending is so endings, sad. Endings a lot. Um, the second, <laughs> the second game, the second game, uh, immediately that the second game was like the the peak. Um, like I I I took I went my dad would would have to like trudge you know reluctantly bring me along to every blockbuster outing we would go to, and and, yeah. and, and I would have to and, and by by that by default would have to rent me a video game and Klono was like that default like well my the usual video game Nintendo video games I want to get aren't here let me just get whatever this is and then I got Klonoa 2 specifically and that was like holy crap like the, I remember yeah. that blowing my mind back in the PS2 day and then I remember just in this viewpoints like going and playing that first level from that game again and just being like man now yeah we have we have it pretty good now with video games huh even though I <laughs> even though it's 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 still fun and, and like good but like you can tell like this 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 was yeah. like of that era, but it's still like I think it always had really cool ideas, even from that era of like it's two D, but you're on more of like a, you know the camera's like shifting and you're going on different planes in this two D three D environment, and there's different routes that'll like take you to like different ways through this kind of stage, and I think it was always a really cool way to different way to like kind of um, think of like a two D how you like traverse a two D kind of side scrolling level. What's the uh, what's the world map situation? Do we have a world map in these games? Do we have like yes. just the level list? Is, there's the world map in each game. I'd say the world map in Klonoa Two is much I mean. more. Klonoa Two is much more <laughs> of a like probably what you expect from a world map. Klonoa, the cl- first Klonoa games is not as like as robust, but there is like more of like a you're on a world map and you're like jumping to stages and then you know, you have little collectibles on the stage. I do like the when you get collectibles in Klonoa One. Um, you're like you're basically like saving characters in each like war, each yeah. like environment, and then like when you save them and you go back, it's like like you know, world map is like on a book and like these little like floating islands that you're like jumping. Yeah, around. that's right. And it'll, and it'll show like how many characters you saved as like little sprites next to the level of like and they're like little animated sprite characters of the things you save, which I think is like cute looking. Um, but it's yeah, it's yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's. You know, they did not. They did not completely modernize it. It is still pretty much those games. It's just like they they just look nicer visually, um, for sure. Um, so I def- but I definitely want to. I definitely want to play through both of those and maybe even get the platinum um, on PlayStation because I because I just like those games. I'm just happy they put them out again on a modern yeah, platform. It's a win it, for it sure. Is, it's like that is and, a win for, for that and Pack World. Pack you know? or repack. I'll probably get that. I never actually played the. Those I, are the ones I, never I will played. probably get that. <laughs> it 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 was a weird PS one game, and now yeah. it looks like a weird GameCube game, and I think that's just perfect. For yes, it. yes, that's, that's what a, we exactly need. the vibe. Although 
I was talking to, to George about this. Did you know that, like, I guess Namco, like, lost the rights to Mrs. Pac-Man? Yes. So yeah. that's why it, in Pac- this repack, it's, like, different. fake Miss Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Yep, yep. I, I heard about it. They lost the rights to Miss Pac-Man. It's like Lady Pac or whatever her name is. Yeah, it's like Lady Unbelievable. Pac Pac-Lady or something. <laughs> yep, yeah, it's super weird. <laughs> I, it, we're all children of the divorce of Pac-Man, Pac-Man and Mrs. Was, yeah. Pac-Man. You know, it's like wild. it's heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if that, that that truly is the definition of like love can't love can't survive. Yeah, yeah they Jesus and Miro split up. Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man split up. There is no God. Yeah, there is nothing. Just give up. There's nothing. <laughs> we, we survived. We survived all of that pandemic for this. You know, for this, for this, <laughs> I hate you hate to see it, um, indeed. Um, but yeah, Clone is really good. Um, I definitely, I, I've been having fun with it. I definitely recommend yeah. it. Um, if you're looking I'm for tempted. Like I, I might get it. I was uh, thinking about like uh, a platform to go back to, and honestly, I was thinking about maybe playing uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, like actually yeah. finally finishing that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but but maybe Klonoa seems like a little bit less intimidating to be yeah, honest. It's, yeah, than, it's definitely uh, it's super, that game. super lax. <laughs> All things considered, it, it, feel, yeah. it feels definitely more in the vein of like playing a Kirby game where I'm just like, hey, I'm just jumping around and you know, collecting things. It's whatever. Um, That's chill. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, and I, I, I'm into it for sure. Um, a couple, the couple other things I have are kind of smaller things. Again, I've not, uh, some things I've, things I'm going to jump into and play. Um, and one one weird shout out that I feel like it's it's adjacent. Uh, uh, okay, I'll, I'll just get into it. Multi versus I've been playing it. Yeah. It's okay. Weird, it's weird to talk about because LeBron James. LeBron James <laughs> is in it, but it's even it's weird to talk about because like it, it still feels Nintendo adjacent, even though it's not coming to Switch. It's not it's not it's gonna be on Switch. Yeah. It's right now. Right now it is gonna be PlayStation and Xbox and PC. I, like that's weird. It's not coming to Switch. I feel like it will. It's just maybe for some maybe, reason they're just yeah. they're just working out on others working it out. I don't know. Um, but I got I so I, I got in the closed alpha like months ago when they did that. Um, I didn't talk about it then because again it felt weird like talking about it because it's not on Nintendo. But now it's like it's right back around and now it's like it's in it's even weirder because now it's open. Now it's considered open beta, but. Right now, as of this moment, by the time this episode comes out, you'll pro- everyone will probably be able to play it. But the open beta is early access as well to people, to certain people. So basically, like, yeah. if you want to get in right now, you have to either get like a code, or they're, they're doing like Twitch drops where you watch people on Twitch, and then you can get a code that way. That you can get in right now that way. That's the only way you can get in right now. But then I think it's like July like twenty sixth or twenty seventh or whatever. Then it's open beta, and you can just start playing it. And like they're calling it beta, but this, but you can start also buying stuff in the game because it's free to play. Um, but but you can start buying currencies, you can start buying battle passes. Even like I, I'm playing on PlayStation as well because that's again it's not on Switch, but it's um, <clears throat> um, it's uh, you can start getting trophies and stuff in it too. So like I'm considering it a released video game as of now. Um, by those standards because you can literally buy currencies you can buy like some founders pack which gives you additional stuff like all of it's there so it's out um yeah i mean obviously it is a smash brothers style video game that's not fully smash brothers um i am enjoying it it is just one of those things where it's just like i it's it's 
it's a game where like if it was on Switch, I think I'd be playing more of it. Or like if I owned a Steam Deck, I'd be playing more of it just so I can like you know, sit down on a handheld and play it. Because um, it is one of those things where like the way I would play it would not be the, the way that like you know I'm gonna go online and like rank up and you know become you know get in, get into it, it hardcore and be like I'm logging in and doing some like you know it has daily like weekly general challenges because it's free to play and you have a battle pass and that stuff because it's fun enough to where like I, I, I would want to like see stuff and it's just like a weird crossover video game that like in the same way Smash is of like but Smash obviously is like Nintendo characters so like I have a lot of nostalgia for those things obviously because we're on a fucking Nintendo podcast we obviously have a lot of that but this game is just yeah. weird, weird in the other uh, on the other side of that of just like he, like like we said LeBron James is going to be in this video game when, like like the week like I think once it's out like an open beta I think LeBron James will be in the game but so is like yep. Iron Giant from the from the animated movie Tasmanian Devil and from Arya Dunes, Stark Arya Stark <laughs> Uh, they they announced alongside LeBron, LeBron, LeBron James that Rick and Morty are also going to be in the game. They're yeah. coming. They're coming. Like I think in like August or something. Like it's just like it's it's just like a bizarre concoction of characters. But it, but like in the same vein, like it still kind of all works from what I played because like sure they've 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 done the due diligence of like getting this like making it be absurd. Um, like it, it feels like a game they like they get when like you know you have you have characters like you know kind of smack talking each other and like it's like Batman smack talking like Shaggy from Scooby Doo and it like it or, or like even even like LeBron like I think in that trailer they showed for LeBron James like you know they had smack talking like it made sense and it was ridiculous and like it was just a dumb fun thing. There's other dumb fun things I found really entertaining was like. You know, there's, you know, it's, again, it's free to play, so you can unlock like cosmetics and all this other stuff. And one, one I actually think is kind of cool is there's, there's basically like um, animations you could unlock for like you know in, in Smash Brothers and like this game where it's like you know it's a platform fighter, so you take enough damage, you get knocked off the stage, and a big explosion happens. You can get like custom like explosions to make them different things. And one of the, one of the ones you can get is literally like they get you get knocked off the stage. And then it does the ending of a Looney Tunes cartoon and Porky Pig just shows up and says, that's all, folks. And it's like pops up as you get blown off a stage. And I think that's very incredible. I think that's like a really good (laughs) that's a really dumb one. You can just unlock in that game. And like, you know, you you can get like all kinds of outfits for characters from all the different like, you know, Looney Tunes variations of them over the years. And Tom and Jerry is in it as well as a character. And they're amazing because like it's literally all of their sound bites are literally just them from cartoons. So like the like you know you hear the weird iconic Tom yells as he gets blasted off stages, and you know all their weird little character screams that you do in the cartoon. They're also like a fun character just because like they're like how they fight and animate is literally it's more it's not like them fighting together it's them fighting each other. So like you know there's literally a move where like Tom is trying to smash. Uh, Jerry the rat with like a hammer and there he's like jumping out of the way but you know you're rushing ahead with a hammer and that's kind of like their attack so it's like them kind of like that's fighting cool. they're like kind of fighting each other while you're while but in like it's in, like the opposite of the ice chaos, climbers you know and in, 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 in the <laughs> chaos of them trying to fight each other you're like doing your attacks and it's 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 silly like that like they they there's the characters themselves like feel like they have enough of the kind of like you know they they get they get like incorporating these characters and making them feel like they are the characters rather than the, they are like checking a box in a fighting game. Kind of like how Smash does it, where like, so, you know, obviously Smash, like, yeah, it's their Sakurai is very diligent about making these characters feel like 
the characters themselves not necessarily just like f- filling a role in a fighting game per se even though like some yeah. some can they can do both at the same time like this game i think is doing a pretty okay job at least so far of like blending that to a degree as well um that being said though i will say is like when I tried to play this game more like a, in the way I would play Smash, like, you know, in the in the kind of more like I like the more 1v1s uh, scenarios in Smash, that's kind of like what I prefer. Or like the 4v4 free-for-alls that we've also done playing online, like I like that stuff too. Like this game does not feel like, like it's okay, but it's not, but it's not like as good as Smash at the end of the day. Sure. Um, it's also like, kind of built around like the 2v2 right exactly like that's, that's, that's what i get into is like when, when you when you're doing that 2v2 stuff i actually like like it's different enough from what you're playing in smash that that like it is really interesting because like there are multiple characters where a lot of their combat and abilities are more centered around that being on a team with another another player like for instance like you know they straight up have an original character in, in the game that's like made for the game and it's like this big like reindeer dog looking dog creature and he is like and that thing is like a support character where like straight up it has an ability where like you're like it has like a tether like has this little like crystal in its antlers and you shoot this like little laser tether out and if you're on a team with somebody that tether will grab them um and you can just have that on them while you're running around doing stuff but then if you hit the input again it'll literally yank that person right to you so let's say you know that character gets launched off you can tether them and then bring them back and essentially back. save them um, from getting like, cool. knocked out of the stage. And there's like other stuff like too, like Wonder Woman, for instance. Her like her like down special is like a like a block like a block. But if you do that block like right next to an ally, you you both get like a big like shield like defense buff. So there's like stuff like that of like you know char- characters will have their standard move sets and attacks, but also like you know if you're playing in that team oriented way, some of their moves have like extra benefits for that team play. And I think that's like, that's like cool. Um, but I still think like, you know, it's cool to have that mode, but like, you know, again, smash has like, you know, I can play that one V one and have fun, or I can play that four V four and have fun, or I can, you know, throw items and get completely crazy. Um, like this game feels like it does not have enough of that other end of it, of like, it has the two V two stuff and that's interesting. But then when I get into one V one, like, the the maybe I'm just I just need to get a little bit more used to like the differences in how it plays because you know it doesn't have everything that Smash has like you don't have grabs you don't have like shields or block it's mostly just like dodges and air dodging and stuff to like get around um, so like getting I think getting more used to how like some of like some of like the min- min- minor combat differences might, might uh, take me a while to like get used to and maybe once I get some of that stuff down that one v one or more free for all stuff will will open up more to me, but like there is there isn't as much chaotic like stuff like there isn't like items and stuff that you can like mix into the battles and have a bunch of crazy stuff happen in that regard. Um, so I, I I think I would I would be totally okay if they maybe went in that direction and add a little bit more of that chaotic stuff in there uh, potentially. Where now it feels a little bit more like they're trying to hedge the bet on maybe the people they think they're going to get in right away are going to be people that are way more into that competitive nature with like smash and like those platforming fighter style games. So I think that's yeah. maybe what they're going for more, which is fine. Like that's probably at the end of the day, like a smart thing to do. Cause those are going to be the people who are literally playing, trying to play every day or stream it every day and eventually go to tournaments and stuff. I like, I want to say this game is already going to be an Evo or something. <laughs> so like, that'll be interesting 
uh, to see whatever they're going to do with that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 also but it's also got that yeah it's it's wacky like you said like you know it'll be weird playing that game you know by the time this podcast probably comes out or next week, um, seeing a match where LeBron James is like throwing a basketball at Iron Giant, and yep. and and you know the, and, then and Gandalf screams yeah, in the background yeah, Gandalf, you know, like, yeah screaming in the background and then they're and they're fighting each other on some Steven Universe stage I don't even know <laughs> I barely even fucking know what Steven Universe is so it's like it's, it's just weird. Yeah, so like it, yeah. it has like some absurdity in that regard that, and I think it, they're they they're nailing some of that stuff. But I think having a little bit more gameplay options, I think will definitely maybe um, excite me a little bit more. Um, but that's multiverses, yeah. um, a game you can't play on Nintendo Switch. That I ended up talking way more, uh, way more than I thought I would. Um, we needed to talk about it. It was it's fair. It's fair. Um, and it might come to Switch one day. I feel like that's that's got to be a given. It's weird that it's just not. Um, a game I talked about a little bit last week was our last episode, not last week. Um, little Noah, I did play that to completion. That game, I think that it's a really good game. Um, nice. I like I like the the idea of it. Like it is a good solid roguelite, but I also like that it is like kind of bite sized. Like I beat it in like like under ten hours, which I think is like kind nice. of the like, shortest I've ever beaten a roguelite game. Really, in in general, so like that was kind of just like nice to be like get get the get the roguelike the run itch fill, but then still have like a complete run. And like if I really wanted to, I could like you know keep upgrading some of the characters or unlock some other super moves for my character. But it was nice to just have that like kind of like bite sized like roguelike kind of dungeon crawlery experience. And I think that game is perfect for that. So I had a lot of fun with that. Um, and then the only other games I have were um, that again I, I purchased them. But I've not gotten to. To be fair, they also came out the same day that we're recording this, and that was Live Alive and uh, Coromon. Um, I just bought both oh, of those. Oh yeah, Coromon. Yeah, Coromon has been out on PC for a while. To be fair, but it actually just came out on Switch. Switch so it is on yeah. Switch. Um, if you're not familiar with Coromon, it is basically a it's a Pokemon like kind of spin off, not spin off, I should say, but kind of like a, a like inspired by Pokemon uh, like. And that it, yeah. but it, and it's also very heavily inspired by an era of Pokemon I am definitely nostalgic for, which was that DS era. So like Gen Four, um, Heart Gold, Soul Silver, Diamond and Platinum Pearl. Like like the characters look straight out of those era video games where they're like the they're like chibi and wide and they have like big heads and they look like silly the characters. But then when you kind of go into the combat, it's a really nice like detailed sprites and animation arts and animation stuff. And um, it looks it just looked cool. Like it looked like a really well thought out one of those kind of Pokemon kind of takes where there's a lot more there's a lot of different features like different options and you, you, there's also straight built in like Nuzlocke modes and random randomization modes that a lot of Pokemon mods have, have like sprung up over the years like all that stuff is like kind of already built in the game so I'm kind of just curious to see this game uh, and, it's, and I feel like there's not a lot of games Pokemon knockoff games that kind of get like the full console releases like this one is. So I'm kind of definitely uh, interested, interested to check it out all the way. And then of course, uh, live alive. I'm, I was, I was feeling the JRPG itch a little bit. Um, and I liked Octopath, which this game is kind of like a predecessor to in some regards. Um, and I saw it got a lot of great reviews. So I was like, Hey, let's check it out. I'm, I'm, I'm down. Um, so I'll definitely probably talk about that more next episode. Yeah. I think I might, I might check it out too. I like, cool enough people have have said good things about it that have gotten me pretty interested yeah 
I, yeah. Big I, fan of Undertale, so it seems like that's another kind of progenitor cool. to that as well. Cool, interesting, excellent. But I mean, that's that's pretty much all I got. That's all I got for Nintendo stuff. So I think mm-hmm. that that might do it for this episode, this trip to Nintendo Land, Alex. Yeah, what God knows what Nintendo's going to tweet between now and next. Episode. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. This yeah again. Yeah. July was an interesting month for Nintendo. This episode will come out still towards the end, so there might be some things we missed maybe in July, but really I think it might just come down to Xenoblade 3. We'll get a lot of stuff, and again, we're not big Xenoblade guys, so we would have not really been... We probably would have not added much to that conversation, I feel. Um, hopefully yeah. hopefully, hopefully we'll, we'll get lucky, and the, the Mario Kart gods will uh, pray down upon us, and we'll see some more, more tracks... September at the latest, you know, they'll either yeah. like shadow drop it in their direct or it'll hopefully, you know, it'll just come out sometime in August is my, yeah. is my that's, hope. That's, that's, that feels definitely the vibe at this point. Like it's, I feel like it's gotta be August cause that gives them like still enough time to get like a third pack out at the very end of this year, like late in November, December. And that puts them back on the track to like still have the tracks. Cause they said, you know, at least still till now they are still saying, all the tracks would be out till the end of next year. So like if they want to stick on that train, they have to be, they have to be in August, hopefully. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. I think, I think that'll probably try and be maybe something we talk about in the next episode a little bit more. Um, if that happens, maybe we can do what we said, like we do some track rankings right. or, um, rank do rank, rank some Mario Kart, eight, all the eight tracks that are in there for now. And those DLC tracks, if they come, um, cause I don't think there'll be too much else going on in, August with releases, maybe we'll probably get some news, but you know nothing crazy. Um, and yeah, we'll talk about maybe live alive then as well. Um, but yeah, that'll be we'll be, yeah. back. we'll be back in August. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for either watching us on YouTube, uh, where we can watch the video version of this podcast, or you're probably listening on podcast services. Feel free to leave us a review or leave us a comment and let us know what you think of the show. We always appreciate anybody who's checked it out. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. That's Go right. listen to IPD and D. IPD and D. That's right. That's our other other Dungeons Dragon show. Um, yeah, yeah. Check it all out, and uh, we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.